A reading from the second letter to the Corinthians in the New Testament from the Apostle Paul. We entreat you on behalf of Christ, be reconciled to God. For our sake, he made him to be sin who knew no sin, so that in him we might become the righteousness of God. The word of God for the people of God and God's people say, thanks be to God. Would you pray with me? Come Holy Spirit and breathe life into the words that come from my mouth in these moments, that they might carry a word from you into our hearts and lives tonight. Amen. We had a family scare last night. Everything turned out okay, let me just go ahead and say that up front. But we had a family scare last night. You see, we had planned a Zoom gathering to celebrate grandmama's birthday. And, and there were many of us that were planning to be on that Zoom gathering. Uh, all of her daughters and their husbands and, and all of the grandchildren and those that have spouses, which is our two kids, uh, on as well. And it got to be time for the Zoom gathering, which was 9.30, and everybody started getting on to Zoom. But there was no Sid and Manandi, our son and daughter-in-law. And it got to be 9.35 and 9.40 and still no Sid and Manandi which would be unusual for them anyway because they are perhaps the most responsible couple in the whole bunch. And then as a few moments went on, we were texting with our daughter Shelby and we became aware that she had been in contact with him just about an hour before and knew that he and Manandi were on their way back home from being at a friend's house and were headed home to get on the Zoom call. And the moments kept going by, 9.45, 9.50, no Sid and Manandi on the Zoom call. As you might imagine, we began to be a little concerned. And then it became 10 and 10.15, and by about 10.30, the concern was heightening, and by about 10.45, I was on the phone with somebody from the Atlanta Police Department, which is where they live, wondering what might have happened to our children. And with each moment that we waited and each moment without any information, the anxiety, the concern, the what ifs continued to manifest themselves until about 12.35, which was approximately five minutes after a police officer banged loudly on Sid and Manandi's door, waking them up for a wellness check. And I received a phone call from Sid. I am so sorry. <laughs> a clergy friend of mine has a staff member who is Ukrainian. Her daughter and son-in-law and their two children, the staff member's grandchildren, 
are in Kiev right now, trying to get out. And the last news that they had is that they had a full tank of gas, which would get them part of the way out of the country, and they could only hope that they would be able to find enough gas to get the rest of the way out. And mom, grandma, is waiting, waiting to find out if they will make it, if they will make it out okay. If you've ever parented, you know what it's like to long for safe passage for your children. You know what it's like to wait not so patiently and sometimes even quite anxiously to get the news that they have reached their destination. Sometimes a physical destination, at other times a different kind of destination, a graduation or a job or freedom from an addiction or a spouse or, or the right group of friends or making the team or, or just getting to the point where they are functioning as, as an adult. All those destinations that we long for for our children. You know, I imagine on this night that God had some sense of those kinds of longings when Jesus, just after we hear the news that he has gone down into the waters for baptism, is suddenly thrust out into the wilderness. I imagine God wondering for that season that Jesus is about to endure, will he be okay? Is he ready for this? Will he be safe? Will he be able to resist the temptation that he will face in that lonely, isolated place? Will he be okay? Will he reach his destination? Not a physical destination, but the destination for which he was intended, the full obedience to God's will for his life so that he might indeed bear for the world the presence of God in the world. Tonight, we begin a 40-day journey. A journey that is meant to mirror those 40 days that Jesus spent in the wilderness. And our 40 days is an opportunity for us to lean into a journey of our own. A journey meant to lead us to a destination. Paul writes, we entreat you, be reconciled to God. Friends, we are invited into a journey that moves us toward the destination of reconciliation. 
a destination of restoration. And yes, a destination, in fact, of resurrection. And here's the good news. All along this journey, not just these 40 days, but all along this journey of our lives, God is longing for safe passage for us and cheering us on as we move toward that destination. So we begin on this night with the end in mind. We remember that from ashes we came and to ashes we will return. We come face to face with our mortality on this night. And by doing so, we are invited to remember that in the meantime, we have the opportunity to make the most of our lives for the sake of God's purposes in our lives. We have the opportunity to repent, which is just a way of saying to turn in the right direction to get going along the path that God has in mind for us so that we can move toward the destination that God has in mind for us. And when we do that, what we find is that God has already made the way by which we will get to that destination finally. He who knew no sin has become sin for our sake and taken on our burden. And as the prophet Joel reminds us, when repentance happens and we lean into that new way, it is God's own self who leaves the grain offering and the drink offering behind so that we might be made whole. Thanks be to God. Amen.